please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to An Apple A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple A Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. An Apple A Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. And there you're going to find articles about the topics we discuss. You're also going to find connections to our Facebook page. You're going to find connections to our free message boards and our free chat rooms. And if you scroll to the bottom of the page, we have an advertisement down there that offers you free movies and free TV shows. That's right. Absolutely free. You don't need any kind of... uh, consoles or anything to buy to hook up to this this is absolutely free movies and tv shows so if you go over to www.famousapple.com scroll to the bottom of the page the very bottom there's an advertisement going along the bottom of the page go on to that advertisement and it's going to say what's on us and you will see it has tons i mean tons of movies and tv shows that are free for you to watch. All you have to do is register on the site. Doesn't cost you a dime. Not a dime. So we're always looking for something that's free. Something that can brighten up your day a little bit. So go over there. Check it out. www.famousapple.com How you doing today, my friends? You feeling good? Feeling strong? Feeling better than you did yesterday, I hope, right? Ah, that's the way it's supposed to be. We have got a good one for you today. And I mean... A good one. First off, let me tell you this. I got a notice in today, today, from the Department of Social Security, and they gave out the COLA amounts, the cost of living adjustments for January 2019. So we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that uh, press release that I received. I'll read that to you. It gives you the amount. So you're going to get a raise in January. Now, also, also what I want to talk about is people who drink. You ever hear, have those people that tell you, I drink because it's good for you. It, it, it's healthy for you to take a, a couple of glasses of wine a day. That seems to be the new thing. Everybody drinks wine. Wine is the best thing for you if you talk to some people. But there's a study out that uh, says something different about that. And here's another thing. These e-cigarettes. Now, I know when I became disabled, all of a sudden, I became a fool with smoking. I was smoking because I was bored. I've smoked for years, and I always averaged a pack and a half to two packs a day of cigarettes. When I became disabled, I went up to five, yes, five packs of cigarettes a day, five packs of Marlboro Red a day. And believe me, when I, when I could finally get up to walk, I couldn't walk because I couldn't breathe. But, you know, that happens. We, we're bored. We're sitting home. We're bored. Some people drink to self-medicate. Other people just smoke. And there's, there's a lot more to do. Trust me. But I have some information here. Everybody now, the new thing now is these e-cigarettes. 
and they think they're safer. They're not as safe as you think they are. So I got some information on them too that I want to share with you. So let's get started here. I want to start with the drinking. Number one, as I said on Tuesday, you know, you get a lot of these people that you're sick. I mean, we're, we're disabled. There's no hands or buts about it. In most cases, we're taking medication. Now, if you look at your medication bottles, it says don't take with alcohol. And like in my case, I'm not the I'm not the norm, I guess. I, but I have I have heart problems. I have circulation problems. I've had strokes. Uh, <laughs> I have diabetes. I'm an insulin dependent diabetic. So naturally, I I don't drink. But yet, I know other insulin dependent diabetics that say. My doctor told me it's okay to go out and have a couple of drinks a day. <laughs> I have an uncle that believes that. He thinks that it, it's perfectly okay to have two glasses of wine. And then he has his, his favorite joke. Well, <laughs> the wine comes in a bottle. It's already in glass, so he can have two glasses. So that means two bottles. We had a friend of the family. This guy was blind as a bat from diabetes. But he swore that the, the doctor told him, hey, you can have two You can have two." bottles of beer a day. This guy couldn't see for nothing, but here he is slopping down beers. They tell you, well, you know, I love my beer. I have a buddy of mine just like that. Love my beer. Love my beer. Well, there comes a time when you have to decide whether you love your life or you love your beer. There's this study that was done on wine, and it says that daily glass of wine may lead to an earlier death study finds. The study was done in St. Louis. It says we often see studies that tell us not only is light or moderate drinking not harmful to our health, in some cases it actually is good for us. But new research at a Washington University School of Medicine suggests that a daily glass of wine may not be such a good idea after all. Instead, it actually raises your risk of dying sooner. According to the study of more than 400 thousand American adult light drinkers, regardless of age, are 20% more likely to suffer a premature death. It used to seem like having one or two drinks per day was no big deal. And there even have been some studies suggesting that it can improve health. But now we have that even the lightest daily drinkers have an increased mortality rate. Dr. Hart says that while early research claimed moderate drinking can reduce one's risk of heart disease, the benefit is overshadowed by other damaging effects of alcohol. She points to the elevated risk of developing cancer from daily drinking, which of course can shorten a person's lifespan. With regard to cancer risk, any drinking at all was detrimental, she cautions. And her team analyzed data from a study of 340,668 people ages 18 to 35 who took part in a federal study conducted by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Another 93,653 adults between ages 40 and 60 who were outpatients at the Veterans Administration facilities. The researchers calculated that those who consumed only one or two drinks at least four times a week were 20% more likely to fall victim to an early death than people who consumed a drink or two 
three times a week or less. That might not sound like a big concern, but it's particularly dangerous for those dealing with other health issues, such as us, the disabled. A 20% increase in, is in risk of death is much bigger deal to older people who already are at a high risk for this heart. Relatively few people die in their 20s, so a 20% increase in mortality is small but still significant. As people age, the risk of death from any cause also increases, so a 20% risk increase at age 75 translates into many more deaths than it does at age 25. Simply put, unless your physician tells you otherwise, Hart says it's unwise for anyone to justify a trip to the wine store with health benefits. Overall, I do think that you should no longer consider a glass of wine a day to somehow be healthy, she concludes. The full study was published on October 3rd in the Journal of Alcoholism Clinical Experimental Research. Well, like I said, we all have risks already. We have something wrong with us already uh, as the fact that we're disabled. I know for me, I'm not going to go out and take a glass of wine to add to, add to my, my list of risks. You know what I mean? This is something to think about seriously. You have to think that most of us are already at risk for a heart attack because we're leading a much more sedentary life than we used to. Some more than others. I mean, no matter what, you you became disabled. You're not moving around like you used to move around, right? I know I'm not, that's for sure. As I've told you before, I'm in a wheelchair. So my risk of heart attack has quadrupled and add to the fact that I was smoking. Yeah, that's so. <laughs> well, anyway, I've told you I've had my share of heart attacks and stroke. But I mean, what I'm trying to get at here is they're telling you that drinking adds to the risk of heart attacks. So like I said, it's something to think about there. I hear something else talking about heart attacks is these vape cigarettes, these uh, e-cigarettes. There's a study that says daily use of e-cigarettes doubles, doubles your heart attack risk. Some smokers switch to e-cigarettes in an attempt to be healthier, but according to a new research, daily use of e-cigarettes may nearly double the risk of heart attack. When com and when combined with daily use of regular cigarettes, the risk of a heart attack is five times that of a non-smoker. Five time. Researchers from the University of California, San Francisco, wanted to see how e-cigarettes impact long-term health, specifically cardiovascular health. Most who vape continue to smoke conventional cigarettes, the study of nearly 70,000 people showed, even though the combination of the two is riskier than either one alone. While people may think they are reducing their health risk, we found that the heart attack risk of e-cigarettes adds to the risk of smoking cigarettes, says the author. E-cigarettes or electronic cigarettes have have been promoted as healthier alternatives to satisfy nicotine cravings. Unlike regular cigarettes that deliver nicotine by burning tobacco, e-cigarettes use heated liquid to deliver nicotine and other flavors. Though e-cigarettes emit lower levels of carcinogens, they are bad as, as a conventional cigarette in terms of discharging ultrafine particles and other toxins known to raise the risks of cardiovascular disease and non-cancerous lung diseases. For the study, participants were interviewed about their use of e-cigarettes and or regular cigarettes in two national health interview surveys in 2014 and 16. They were also asked whether they had ever been diagnosed as having had a heart attack. Of the 
69,452 participants surveyed, 9,352 indicated that they were current or former e-cigarette users. Within the group of e-cigarette users, 3.6% of the participants had experienced a heart attack at some point of their life, but for those who used e-cigarettes on a daily basis, the percentage of participants having had a heart attack rose to 6.1%. While one-fourth of e-cigarette users no longer smoke conventional cigarettes, researchers were concerned about the two-thirds, two-thirds of the e-cigarette users that continue to smoke regular cigarettes, as well as putting themselves at a higher risk for a heart attack. Overall, researchers say that the odds of having a heart attack are about equal for cigarettes and e-cigarettes when used separately. So, despite the assumptions otherwise, switching from cigarettes to e-cigarettes does not lower your risk. But with the most common choice for smokers, daily use of both e-cigarettes and conventional cigarettes, the risk of a heart attack is 4.6 times that for a non-smoker. Study authors said that the probably too soon to know whether the lasting effects of being a former cigarette smoker will also apply to being a former e-cigarette user because e-cigarettes have only been available for less than 10 years at this time. Researchers caution that results might be different at later dates when it is known when when more is known about the long-term cardiovascular effects. This study does confirm the best scenario is to quit altogether. The only way to substantially reduce the risk of heart attack is to stop smoking tobacco. The risk of heart attack starts to drop immediately after you stop smoking. Our results suggest the same is true for when you stop using e-cigarettes. Well, there you have it. Those e-cigarettes aren't as safe as they make as they make them out to be, right? Now, here's something else about e-cigarettes that I found was just as troubling and Maybe maybe even more so. This is another study. This was done in Rochester, New York. As scientists continued their efforts to compare traditional cigarettes and e-cigarettes, which are credited by many smokers as the key to smoking cessation, a recent study found harmful effects of white blood cells caused by flavors used with the modern smoking device. Over the past decade, traditional cigarette smoking has declined among Americans, partially thanks to the rapid use of e-cigarettes. Researchers from the University of Rochester Medical Center say e-cigarette flavorings, which are still largely unregulated in the U.S., cause inflammation of monocytes, a type of white blood cell. Mixing flavors is particularly harmful, the study, the study authors warn. More so, vaping the liquid in the e-cigarette exposes the lungs to the flavoring chemical. Since the chemicals are tested as safe for ingestion, they are assumed to be safer than smoking a traditional cigarette. But there isn't much research on the effects of vaping on the lungs and the body. The research team wanted to test the, the assumption that vaping, non, non-nicotine e-cigarette juice, is healthier than smoking traditional cigarettes. Some research has indicated that vaping these juices cause stress and inflammatory responses in the lungs. But researchers wanted to know how e-cigarettes, even without nicotine, affect the immune system. For the study, they tested two types of monocytic cells from the human tissue by exposing them to commonly used cigarette flavoring chemicals. In addition to the indicators, the inflammation and the tissue damage, the research team also noticed evidence of significant cell death. Cinnamon vanilla, 
and butter, butter flavoring chemicals were the most toxic, but our research showed that mixing flavors of e-liquid cause by far the most toxicity to white blood cells, and notes the, notes the author in a statement. The authors emphasize attention must be given by health officials to the various flavors which could be likened to ice cream and jelly bean types and may draw a vulnerable segment of potential e-cigarette users. Currently, these are not regulated and alluring flavors names such as candy, cake, cinnamon roll, mystery mix attract young vapors, adds the authors. Our scientific findings that show that the liquid flavors can and should be regulated and that e-juice bottles must have a description listing all ingredients. We urge regulators and regulatory agencies to act to protect the public health. Oh, that's good. So now the stuff that they're putting in these cigarettes, these e-juices, I, I, I despise that name, but these e-juices can kill you. Just that name, that name alone is disgusting. I don't know. Now I know I used to smoke cigarettes and everyone said, oh, that's a disgusting habit. Girls don't want to kiss you because it's, it's like kissing an ashtray and da-da-da-da-da. Okay, but you know what? This e-juice thing, this uh, vape juice, whatever you want to call it. Whenever I hear that, I think it is buddy of mine that I had in South Carolina. The guy chewed tobacco, and he'd get in my car, and he'd have a paper cup, and he'd spit in this cup, and he'd call it tobacco juice. And that's all I can think about when I hear somebody say, oh, yeah, I got vape juice. Uh, I mean, that's like, to me, in, in my mind, that's like, you're, you're in Hailing that crap into your lungs. Now, I know, I know, it's not the same. I don't want to hear people tell me the difference between chewing tobacco crud and that. And I know it's not the same. But in my mind, it's a it's a mind game that it that it plays on you. I guess whatever. All I know is I can't stand the word e juice, vape juice, or tobacco juice. Anyhow. Look, let's take a bit of a break here. On the other side, we're going to be discussing a bit more. I've got the I've got the Social Security update with the the raise that Social Security recipients, the cost of living raise that we'll be getting in January 2019, and uh, got a couple more things to discuss. And let's not forget about the the podcast war that's been going on between me and this nut. New Jersey. Uh, I think it's over, but uh, I'll tell you more about it on the other side. So we'll be back in 30 seconds. All right. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. See you on the other side. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. There you're going to find articles about the topics we discussed. You're going to find our connections to our Facebook page. And you're even going to find connections to our private chat board. So take a minute, go over, visit www.famousapple.com. Or please wait till the end of this podcast. Don't run out on me now. Let's get back to the discussion. And we're back. Go ahead, tell me you didn't miss me. Liar. (laughs) Have I got something to share with you? You know, I hate when they come up with these stupid diseases like uh, people that are addicted to video games and now they have to be treated for video game addiction and 
they have to go into treatment, and now it's a disease, and now it's a disability. Well, they came up with one of the best. And fortunately for us here in America, it does, it's not in our country yet. <laughs> it's in one of it's in one of our one of our friends' countries, right? India, who happens to be one of our friends, part of the Apple a Day community, they have someone in there. They have their first case, the first case of Netflix addiction. A Netflix addict reportedly checks into a treatment center in India's in India in the clinic's first case. Now, give me a break. The guy says he's depressed because he's unemployed. He has bad eyesight. Uh, he can't sleep. He binge watches TV from 7 o'clock in the morning to all hours in the morning. He, he's losing weight. He can't eat because he's watching TV. <laughs> what do you expect? What do you expect? You want to know why you don't have a job? You want to know why you're unemployed? Because you're watching TV all day, you mope. <laughs> what, what part of that don't you understand? And how is that anyone's problem but his? How is that anyone's problem? I, that's his problem. That's a matter of not taking responsibility for your own actions. And now somehow the rest of the community has to band together and take care of this guy? What, are you kidding me? What's next? He got high off of HBO? Got to give him a shot of Narcon because he overdosed? Get out of here. This is, this is nonsense. This is a case of people not being responsible for their own their own uh, actions. He's addicted to Netflix. Yeah, I'm addicted to cornflakes. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You know what? He's unemployed. How the hell does he afford Netflix? That's like the, the people that are unemployed and they, they're playing video games all day. And they're, they're disabled because they play video games all day. They're getting, they're getting thrown out of their house. Okay, because they they haven't paid their rent or their mortgage, they they have no food, but yet they have electric on, they have internet service, and they have these four and five hundred dollar game consoles, and they're playing games on the internet with other people that they have to pay to play games with. How is it they have money for all of this, and they're able to keep up with those bills, but they're disabled and they can't take care of themselves because they're busy playing a game? Get out of here. If you can afford to play a game, or if you can afford to rent Netflix, and you can, you can afford to have a TV, and you can afford to have your electricity on so you can watch it, and you can afford to have your internet service on, you can afford to take care of yourself. Start setting priorities for yourself, pal. <laughs> What's more important, Netflix or a job? Netflix or food? Netflix or a roof over your head? Please, you got to send them to a clinic. What you got to do is send them, send them to the moon. Get him the hell out of here. He, he's disabled. I'll give him disabled. Now, something else. I'm <laughs> talking about nut jobs. The, the moron, Alex, in New Jersey, who uh, decided to start a podcast war with me. For what reason? I don't know. You remember him? He sent the letter from, uh, he said he was from Alex from San Diego. He told me I was too perky. Too perky? <laughs> too perky on the on the podcast. And that uh, he didn't like me. And, you know, no, no big thing. There's a lot of people who don't like me. Uh, I've been told worse by better, I guess. And uh, next thing I know, he has a podcast. He's copying our intro song. And he's using the exact same tune in the exact same song, but changing the words into vile 
vile, vile cuss words. Now, I told him to stop, and by telling him to stop, he got worse, and he's sending all kinds of letters. And so I sent him a letter very nicely on Monday this week, and I told him, I said, look, I said, this has got to stop. You're violating my copyright. If you continue to do so, I got to take it to the next step. So the next day, I get the, well, that day, actually, I get this letter, this vile, vile letter. So I take the email. I copy it, and I send it to his internet service provider because he's not using even a, a podcast service, uh, a reputable podcast service, I should say. And he's he's sending his podcast out over a website, which usually isn't allowed. You know, most websites don't want to do that because of so much bandwidth being used and what have you. And, uh, well, anyway, I sent, a, I, <laughs> I sent a letter to this provider, and within 24 hours, the site was down. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want his site to be taken down. But, you know, oh, well. I asked him nicely to stop. He wouldn't stop. So at the moment, it looks as if our podcast war is over. Or at least we have a ceasefire at the moment. So we'll see We'll see how that works out. I'll keep you updated on that. Now, for the big news. For the big news that everybody's been waiting for, I have an update in my hands here. You can hear it. It's from the Department of Social Security. Now, you guys are getting this early, early, early because Social Security is not going to put this online until December. So you're getting this super early. You're getting it. You're getting a special in here. As a result of the cost of living increases, Social Security recipients and SSI recipients benefits are going to be increased in January 2019 for the 2019 year by 2.8 percent. That's right. Benefits are going up 2.8 percent for. 2019. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Well, thank you very much for stopping by today. I really appreciate it. And remember, always remember this. Things can always be worse. Remember, there's always somebody striving to get where you're at. So things can always be worse. All right, my friends. Thanks a lot for stopping by. I will talk to you the early part of next week. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you then. Take care of yourselves, my friends. Be good. Be strong. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.